In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. You knew it wasn't going to be that easy, so let's settle this thing in Atlanta. we got to win one or two games, and if we can't, then we don't deserve to be the next, you know, but, you know, I like our chances. Welcome to Episode 11 of the AJC Braves Report Podcast. It was inevitable, it seems like, that the Dodgers would find out a way to notch a blowout, and that's what we get in Game 5, an 11-2 thumping. Now everybody's on the way back to Truist Park for the conclusion of the NLCS. I'm Jay Black, the new podcast manager at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Joined by our columnist Mark Bradley, and and Mark, I want to say that that it shouldn't surprise anybody that the Dodgers have have done what they've done, sending this back to Atlanta. But they looked toast. They had a bullpen game. They were facing the best pitcher in the National League in the second half, and they still ran away and hid. Yeah, and their pitcher walked off the mound after giving up two runs <laughs> and developing a sore arm. So yeah, I mean, I mean, not to sound like John. Sterling, not that there's anything wrong with sounding like John Sterling, but, uh, you know, you cannot predict baseball. Baseball is, is you know, unpredictable. Uh, it, it just is, you know, it just defies logic sometimes. And, you know, you, you would think Freddie Freeman hits a home run, the Braves are up 2 nothing. Dodgers are down 3-1, to one. you figure this is champagne celebration time. And you know, by the bottom of the, by the, I guess the bottom of the third, the Dodgers are ahead. They got ahead pretty quick, and then they kept getting further ahead. You know, I, I did have one. I did have somebody whose name would be known to you all uh, who works for the Braves. We were talking yesterday about Game Five, and and this person said, you know, I'm kind of worried about this one because the Dodgers got to rest all their best relievers because they'd gotten blown out in game four. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to use Trinan or, or Jansen or Gratterall. And sure enough, those three pitchers pitched five innings of one hit ball last night. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes a little thing like that gets overlooked by, by us common people, but, but this baseball person was, was right on it. And, um, and he, and that this person said, you know, there is still a path to victory for the, for LA because you win this one and then you got Scherzer and, and Bueller going in the next two games. Then again, if you look at the starting pitching in this series, it has been pretty average at best and maybe not even that. No starting pitcher has won a game in the series. Wow. Uh, and, and none of them have really been very good. I, I mean, go down the line. Freed, Ian Anderson, Charlie Morton. Scherzer, Urias, and uh, Bueller. I mean, none of them were none of them were very good. You know, it's it's just been who can out bullpen the other team. You know, and it's it's certainly a heated race there because uh, I mean the Dodgers bullpen is good and the Braves is pretty good. And obviously, you know, Webb would not have been Jacob Webb would not have been pitching in in the, uh, a game five if game five was you know uh, on the line. I don't believe. But you know he he was in there last night and things got even more out of hand. But you know by then it was moot point. 
Our AJC Braves beat reporter Gabe Burns is flying back from Los Angeles with Michael Cunningham, so they could not join us for the taping of this pod, but I did want to get Gabe's thoughts before he left, and and this is still no time to panic, right? I wouldn't panic yet if I was a Braves fan. You know, you do you have these two games at home. I mean, that's a big deal. You've already beaten them twice there. Uh, they were really close games, but you came out on top. So, obviously, it's, it's tough because you're facing Max Scherzer next on extra rest, um, and you would assume that he's really going to be on one for this game. And if it comes down to a game seven, you're facing Walker Bueller. So, I mean, the Dodgers, yeah, that's a pitching advantage, but the Dodgers have had several advantages in this series that are at least on paper that haven't really uh, resulted in wins. So I don't think there's any reason to panic uh, quite yet, uh, but certainly there's a reason there's a reason to be concerned beyond just the Atlanta narrative. That's kind of the lazy thing that we've been talking about here lately. But the Dodgers have favorable pitching matchups, but you're at home, and I don't think that one game should change the way that you know the others have played out. Mark, on a scale of 1 to 10, what should the nervous meter be right now for Braves country? Well, it's hard to take the Atlanta factor out. If this were the Yankees fans, they'd think, oh, yeah, well, we got uh, we got two games in Yankee Stadium. We'll we'll come in here and we'll yell nasty things at them, and they'll shrink off and go back home, and we'll win we'll we'll win the series. But this is Atlanta, and we've we've seen uh, a lot of uh, Braves teams uh, get eliminated at home. You know, we've seen many series that seem to be going the Braves' way not end up with them winning. So just looking at it as pragmatically as, as is possible, you know, the Braves are in good shape. They only have to win one game. Dodgers have to win two. The Braves are at home. That's, that's not a non-factor. That's a, that's, that's a thing in baseball. But the other thing is that this is Atlanta. And uh, it's been a long time since the Braves blew the 96 World Series. I don't know that anybody but Freddie Freeman would have been alive on this team. Well, maybe maybe some of the pitchers, but uh, but you know a lot of these Braves players weren't alive when that happened. Uh, so you know yeah, that really shouldn't affect things. But you know, remember the last time uh, a series came back to uh, Truist Park for a deciding game? Uh, that was uh, that was eleven to nothing before the Braves came to bat. And none of those players were involved in anything that happened in the 90s. They no. did not play for the Falcons, believe it or not. No. But no. even Freddie Freeman knows it's coming up. That's going to be the narrative, it seems, because every day it's brought up the last couple of days. So I don't think we have a choice until we kill that narrative. Um, we're at 3-2 and we're going home. Uh, it's a great position to be in. And, and, the, and Mark, the only connection they have to the Atlanta narrative is they can feel it in the fans, maybe, if you believe in that, and they have to answer the questions. Oh, there's no doubt. And, and you know, it, it, they were ahead 3-1 last year and did not win. And they were they, respo- certainly responsible for that. Yeah, but, I, I mean, you know, the Dodgers were clearly the better team last year, I think. And, and the Braves were good, but the Dodgers were I – th- I thought the Dodgers last year were one of the best teams I've ever seen. Braves were kind of punching above their weight in that series, and there was an ev- inevitable market correction. No question. No question. I mean, they they were Kyle Wright started the game game three of that series. Yes, uh, you haven't seen Kyle Wright lately, right? Uh, uh, no. Uh, I, I I think that uh, no. I, I the Braves can win tomorrow night, you know, and and we'll 
you know, that can easily happen and we'll all be really excited about the World Series and and we'll say, yeah, you know, we broke the Atlanta jinx and, and maybe that's what it will be. But it's hard to be living in Atlanta and following sports and not be aware that there, there's a certain fatalism about following sports in this town <laughs> because because we have we have seen about everything you could possibly see. I mean, you keep thinking there, there's no way they can blow three one back to back, right? But yeah, if it's going to happen, sitting, guess where I'm it's going to happen? I'm sitting there in Houston thinking there's no way you can blow a 25 point lead with a with a I'm, 17 with 17 was, minutes. Left at the Super I was Bowl. there too. Yeah. And it sure enough happened. Well, we'll dig into yeah. all that here in just a second and what's going to happen this weekend. But first, the AJC Braves Report podcast is brought to you by Kroger. Kroger is a proud sponsor of the Atlanta Braves and is bringing you scary good savings on everything you need to plan your perfect Halloween. Of course, Kroger has you covered for candy for those trick-or-treaters. But Kroger also has savings on Halloween decor and more, providing all the treats and no tricks. Visit Kroger.com slash Halloween today or visit your local Kroger store to start shopping. All right, let's get into what they're saying after Game 5 and deep down the Braves knew it was going to be this way. Here's Freddie Freeman. It seems like this whole series we've been switching off games here. Uh, winning late, they win late. We score a lot yesterday, they score a lot today. It's just kind of how it's been going. It's two good teams going at it and kind of this is what we figured. This is what this NLCS is about. I mean, there's two really good ball clubs, and you got to play. You know, you got to execute and 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 everything. You know, to in order to to get out of this. And, and uh, so we're, you know, we I like where we're at. That's Brian Snitker. The biggest surprise, of course, from Game Five is how Max Fried got tossed around. Physically felt great. Uh, just a really good aggressive lineup. Uh, Hit some pitches over the middle. I wasn't executing on the corners normal, uh, like I normally do, and uh, when you leave the balls over the middle, you know, that, you know normally damage happens. Freed gives up five runs. He hadn't done that in his last five starts combined, so it's his worst outing since July 5th, his first loss since July 28th, and I, I guess Mark, he was due for a bad night. I guess. Um, you know, he, he had been fighting it. Uh, in in game one, if if you recall, you know that that was a pretty gritty effort to get to uh, get through six innings that night. You know because it, it was clear he wasn't on top of things, but he was even less on top of things last night. He was not very good. I mean, the pitch he threw to Pollock for the first home one was just just terrible, and and it's. It, you know, things deteriorated deteriorated rapidly after that. And I'm surprised. I mean, Max Freed's a, a, a really good pitcher. You know, sometimes guys have bad days at the wrong time. I mean, uh, you know, uh, baseball people will be debating forever. Was Clayton Kershaw as good as he should have been in the, in the postseason? Uh, and a lot of folks will say no. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's one game and, and it didn't eliminate them. And uh, I, I think that you know, Anderson will be better in game two or get in his second start than, than he was in his first start when he only got through three innings. And, um, and, and you know, and the other thing, too, is uh, I, I mentioned this because I've just kind of written something uh, along these lines. It used to be the starting pitching was like 90 percent of, of postseason baseball. Now it's like, what, 5 percent? Seems like it. Yeah, it's like, you know, I I'm, I'm remember watching, you know, Bob Gibson 
throw three complete games in the World Series and 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 win it for the Cardinals back in the back in the '60s. But now you're just looking at it and it's like, uh, you know, who's who's our next reliever here? And uh, it, it, it's just, I think the Dodgers are, are averaging seven pitchers per game right now, and the Braves are averaging five and a half. So, you know, it, it, it's just it's just it's just a whole new world. And and you know there are so many variables now. Like, uh, you know, the more pitchers you use, the the more the the more apt I think one of them is to be off on that night. It's the way of the world, and and uh, you know it also makes for some very long games. Well, Gabe, can you explain what happened to Max last night? Yeah, I mean sometimes you're just not on your A game, and Max wasn't. Um, you can look. I mean, the location on the two home run balls, uh, obviously very poor. Uh, he just wasn't at his best. I mean, that that's that does happen. Uh, I know it's not what people want to hear. I know people had much higher expectations. Everybody did. I mean, Snit said that he was hoping they'd get seven innings out of Max today, and obviously he didn't even come close. And so you, you expect more out of the pitcher who had the, you know, baseball's best ERA in the second half. But, I mean, he just – he didn't have it. And, you know, that's really unfortunate for the Braves because – you're up 3-1, you're pitching your ace, and they're pitching a bullpen game. And uh, it certainly feels like this series could go the distance now, and that game could be one to look back on if, if this unravels for them because you can't really ask for a better on-paper advantage than what they had in this one. And, you know, ultimately Freed just didn't pitch to expectations, and, and that's disappointing. It's something that he'll learn from, but – uh, obviously, he's really blossomed into a frontline starter, and and you just have to trust that he'll learn and grow from it. The biggest storyline for the Dodgers in this series, of course, has been how they've handled their pitching. But but just behind it has been their bats just going ice cold. They finally get it going with 17 hits, 11 runs, five homers, 18 hard hit balls, according to MLB's advanced stats. So, uh, Gabe, has LA finally got its offense back? I'm not sure that you can really say that they have totally woken up. Um, just when you look at kind of the way they padded their numbers in that game last night. But, uh, yeah, I mean, certainly the way Chris Taylor is playing right now, I mean, that was obviously just a remarkable performance by him, uh, kind of like what we saw out of Eddie Rosario the game before. And and we'll see. I mean, this this could be the kind of game to get him going. But you know what? I, you, thought, you thought when the Dodgers had that big game three, uh, comeback that maybe that would kind of spark something and the Braves came back and shut it down so the Braves are are really good about the way they respond to these things uh, Mark I just want to know this uh, who did it better Eddie or Chris Taylor well it's pretty hard to argue against three home runs <laughs> but uh, um, yeah it, it, you know it, I mean but Rosario is unbelievable I mean uh, his his OPS is like 1.6 something Taylor's is like 1.7 you know, you wouldn't have expected either one of those guys to be the the stars of this show, but that that's another thing that baseball can do. I mean, we remember the Bucky Dent October, or the the we remember the Panda hitting three home runs uh, yep. against the Tigers in Game One. Things happen. I, I think I think the thing with with Freed last night was just that. He has seemed so unflappable uh, over over this year and the, the past couple of years. And last night, to I don't know if this is a word, but he looked flappable. Uh, <laughs> he, he he really he really did seem out of sorts. And and you could tell he he you know I I mean when you're used to being really good, it's hard not to 
not to be really good. But uh, um, yeah, that was that was a tough night, and I, I absolutely did not see that coming. Yeah, no, nothing in this series has followed any sort of predictable pattern. So before we get off uh, game five, Gabe, did, did did what happened last night change your mind about where the series stands now? Yeah, my opinion. My opinion is a little different only because we finally saw the Dodgers hit their stride offensively. Um, I will say a lot of that offense was against Jacob Webb, uh, who gave up four runs. Uh, Chris Taylor homered off Dylan Lee. I mean, those are not guys – and even Chris Martin. I mean, those are not guys that you're going to be relying on in competitive games. So it's not like they were out there hitting Tyler Matzik and, you know, obviously Ballinger already had the hit off Luke Jackson, but – so when you look at it like that, again, it's tough to say. They had eight hits off off of uh, Max Freed, uh, who was not who was obviously just not very sharp today. But overall, I mean, it was definitely one of those games for the Braves. I don't think it should surprise anyone that the Dodgers are, did not go quietly. I think the real surprise would have been the Braves winning in five. But we'll see. Mark, same question to you. Does anything change about how you feel about the series now? No, um, I, I was just thinking as I was listening to Gabe's answer that his point, uh, the the point that the, I was trying to make earlier about the Dodgers being able to save their relievers uh, for this game five because game four was a blowout applies to the Braves with game six coming up because they didn't have to use Smith or, or Will Smith or Jackson or Matzik last night. They use the lesser uh, bullpen arms. And uh, it, it's just that can't, you know. Obviously, you you wanted to win Game Five, but if there was a, if there was uh, any sort of silver lining, this would, that would be it. Is that the guys you've been using every night, and, and not just not just for the postseason, for all season, got uh, got a couple of days off here. So let's let's end on a good note uh, from last night before we move on here, Gabe. Gabe, give me give me something positive. Yeah, uh, positive of this loss. Um, I guess really the only, honestly, the only positive I would have is that you're still leading the series. You're, you're coming back home. The situation is still in your favor. It's going to be doom and gloom because that's just kind of how, just how we talk. It's the way Atlanta fans view it. It's you know, but they're still winning the series, and they'll have two chances to close it out. They've got Ian Anderson who. Last start was not great, but the bigger sample size, which is still a small sample size, mind you, but the bigger sample size, what we have of him in the postseason, he's been really good. And you have him going. Uh, Scherzer, we'll see if he's better with rest, but, I mean, he even said his arm was dead after that last outing, so that's a pretty big deal. And then in Game 7, you have, if it comes to it, you have one of the best elimination game pitchers ever in Charlie Morton. So... And, you know, they've been winning at home. They've been, I mean, they've been really good at Truist Park in the postseason, obviously, and they're packing the place. They're loud. So it's not it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, we're all going to bring up the what happened last year and all this, but, uh, again, it's it's not doom it's not doom and gloom. They, ha- they still have this – right now, this situation is still in their favor. Mark, if I'm, I'm a Braves fan, the, the biggest thing that worries me as we, as we look ahead to, to game six now is – I know Scherzer had a dead arm in game two. I know he's old, but somebody's due for a, just a stud in LCS, eight innings, two hit ball outing, and he's a future Hall of Famer. Somebody's got to have a terrific outing in this series, right? 
you would think, but uh, again, nobody has really no starting pitcher has yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is this has been remarkable given the quality of, the, of, of these pitchers uh, that that were so deep into a series, and and you can't point to one start as being truly even par, you know, let alone something spectacular. The, the one thing, too, is, and, and I hate to play the old, well, if I'd told you back then, would you have taken that thing? But, you know, if I'd, to, if I'd told you on the night this series began that the Braves were going to be coming back to Truist Park for game six with a 3-2 lead, would you have taken it? Yeah, you'd have taken it. I mean, you'd have, back then you were worried about getting swept. That's not going to happen. I mean, they the Braves came pretty close to sweeping the Dodgers. If you take away the the unbelievable uh, uh, Bellinger home run, but at the same time, there is something to be said that the longer a, a series goes, generally speaking, and, and 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 you can't really speak generally about postseason baseball because every case is different. But generally speaking, that would seem to favor the the superior team, which would be on the strength of the regular season, the the Dodgers. Because, you know, just more time, more chances to prove their worth and, and, you know, just, but Earl Weaver used to say that momentum was tomorrow's starting pitcher, but none of the pitchers have been very good. Starting pitchers have been good in this series. So I, I think momentum now is, is your next reliever. <laughs> which could be you know, 40 of them in the next two nights. Uh, but that, yeah. but I almost kind of see this series now as like a total reset because yeah. everybody, everybody got the day off. The Braves have rested their relievers. The Dodgers will get a, one day to rest their studs. They didn't have to throw Jansen to last night. So it almost seems like everything's kind of settled back down. We're going to have two games left to decide this. We got no more bullpen games. Four good starting pitchers lined up. The advantage is it's in Atlanta, and the Braves only got to win one of them. Uh, those are two big advantages. It's hard to win baseball games, uh, and uh, it's even harder to win two, or, or in Dodgers' case, three in a row. So, I, you know, I've, I've already picked the Braves to win the World Series, so uh, yes. I'm, I'm not backing off here. So, uh, but then again, I, I thought the Falcons were in pretty good shape right up until the second two-point conversion uh, in the Super Bowl. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, what do I know? Well, we will we will certainly follow up on all of uh, Mark's predictions uh, coming up in the days to come here on the AJC Braves Report podcast, and, and we'll be back after every game during the postseason. That's part of our wall-to-wall coverage, which includes the AJC e-paper. We give you more than just the score with insights and analysis on the Atlanta Braves and our expanded after-the-game pages in your e-paper, which you can only get if you subscribe. So, uh, Mark, what can we read from you here uh, coming up in the next couple of days? Uh, well, for uh, I've, I've just wrote a little something about kind of what I was talking about. Uh, if you knew that the Braves would be up three to two, would you have taken that? And and just about the relievers because the, 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 that to me, even even above Eddie Rosario and Chris Taylor, that that to me has been the, the series is just this endless parade of people walking in from the bullpen. And it's not that people haven't used the bullpens in the to great with great frequency in, in post-seasons before. But I, I think we've gotten to the point where it, it, it's almost like there may not be any such, such things as starting pitchers and relief pitchers much longer. It'd just be somebody you throw out there to get through one inning, and then you, then you, choose, then you try again with somebody else the next inning. 
Well, I, I'm not prepared for that day yet, uh, so I, I'm, I'm I'm looking not, forward to seeing. I'm not, not either. I'm not either. I, I want to see Max and Ian go at it tomorrow and, and just knuckle yeah. up and bear down, and it's a two to one yeah. game. But uh, it seems like we may be destined for another nine to six the way things are going. But we'll be yeah. back here with you on the AJC Braves Report podcast, and and please spread the word, like us, follow us, subscribe. We're on iTunes now. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Podcasts. So if you like what you're hearing, spread the word. That's how we can bring you these podcasts for free. And we're back with the After Game 6. Thank you, Mark. Yes, sir. Thank you. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers. So we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.